Welcome to a special edition of Between the Headphones, the Red and Black Flashback. I'm John James, your host for this podcast miniseries, in which I'll talk to past members of the Red and Black Sports Desk to get the full scoop on their experiences at the Red and Black and beyond. Today, we're talking to Connor Riley, a UGA football reporter for Dog Nation. Thank you for joining me, Connor. Uh, when did you join the Red and Black? I uh, officially joined the Red and Black uh, February of 2014. It was signing day that year, so ironically, almost about two years, or I guess eight years, nine years now. Um, Lorenzo Carter signed that day with Georgia, and I had a buddy, Connor Smolinski, who was out covering that in Norcross, and signed my paperwork, and I was good friends with the sports editor at the time, Tanya Sachinski, and one of the assistants in the success, and one of the best decisions I've ever made. When you joined, did you immediately know you wanted to go into sports journalism, or was that more of a process you found out? I knew I wanted to go into sports journalism before I joined the Red and Black. Uh, I'd already sort of thought I was going to be like the next Scott Van Pelt and uh, thought I'd you know do the video route, and then also it'd be nice to have some writing stuff in the background, and then... I, I go to sit down, you know, I was doing grading news source at the time as well. And I take those classes and I just realize I hate this and I'm not very good at it either. And fortunately, by that point, I'd already been writing for the Red and Black for over a year and a half at that point. And so it just sort of made sense to just keep going with the writing thing because that was a lot easier. And quite frankly, I thought I was a lot better at it. What was your first beat at the Red and Black? Uh, first beat at the Red and Black was men's and women's golf. Uh, still really fun to get to cover and, and interview those people. I mean, the men's golf team, those guys are some of the best guys you'll ever get to interview, especially when you compare that to what you get to deal with and have to deal with when you cover football. But men's and women's golf was just a lot of fun to cover and a great beat to really learn and, and figure out how to go about doing things and finding stories. How many different teams or sports did you cover with the Red and Black? In an official capacity, I, I think I just did men's and women's golf, football, men's basketball, and it may have been it, but I had always sort of hodgepodged around, bounced around from sport to sport where need be, do a lot of recruiting stuff as well. Uh, but in, a, in an official capacity, I think I was just men's and women's golf, basketball, and then football when it came time to do that. So between those many sports, official and unofficial, do you have any favorite stories that kind of stuck out to you? Uh, favorite, like favorite stories that I wrote or like favorite stories in terms of covering the beat? Uh, either. I mean, in terms of covering the beat, I, I, I mean, fall of 2015 when Mark Rick got fired, uh, it was a great learning experience, uh, but it was it was pretty miserable in terms of covering that team. And again, you know, it, it speaks to, you know, I think the luckiness that we have here at Georgia where that's pretty clearly one of, if not the worst seasons in the past 15 years. And Georgia still won 10 games that year. But, you know, you learn a lot covering that, even even working in a student publication like the Red and Black still trying to cover it like a professional organization would that can really wear on you especially as uh as a, a kid who's also balancing you know college duties and college uh responsibilities there as well I, I i can still say i'm the last uh red and black reporter to cover a men's ncaa tournament team the year i was covering them uh the spring of 2015 they made it to the ncaa tournament it's the last time they did it i remember driving to and from charlotte uh, for that game. It was a fun one to cover. They ended up losing to Michigan State, who I believe made the Final Four that year. But still, just a really cool experience. Uh, ironically, the my buddy who was uh, you know, my partner on the beat, Taylor Denman, he could not make it to that game because he had a Kamla test and could not get out of it. And so naturally, the one time Georgia plays in the NCAA tournament, but my buddy Taylor, who I was actually in his wedding, uh, I guess in 2021, 
uh, was unable to cover it because of a Kamala test, and I always I always rip him about that. It was pretty funny. And now you're at Dog Nation. Um, walk me through your, the process that you got to get there. Yeah, so I graduated from here in the uh, spring of 2016, and at that point, uh, Nick Suss, who former sports editor here, and Connor Schmolensky, uh, another former sports editor here, had already been working at, at this place called SEC Country. It's a startup uh, out of Cox. Uh, over there in Atlanta and Connor was the assistant sports editor when I first started working here and he helped me you know get a job there as well as I had some other inroads there and I started working as a freelancer on their breaking news desk did that ultimately got hired full-time and thought I would work at SEC country forever until about May 2018 when they tell us hey we're shutting this thing down and I'm unemployed and out of a job and very fortunately, the guy that I worked behind or sat next to me in the office uh, over there in Atlanta was Brandon Adams, who hosts Dog Nation Daily and could not be like a kinder, like better person out there. And he knew that I attended Georgia and that uh, I had some a, a lot of background experience in terms of working with video and audio in terms of editing and producing. And when they were making some strategic changes there, they wanted to beef that element up for Dog Nation. And they knew that I was a quick learner and that I had some experience in this. So, you know, Michael Carvel and BJ Sweeney very fortunately said, hey, we want to try you out on a freelance gig. Well, you'll start off as a writer, you know, doing some writing for us, but mostly video and editing uh, behind the scenes for us. And I just said, I'm just thankful to have a job here where I can still live and work in Atlanta and took that ultimately got hired full time, uh, you know, after about six months freelancing there and have slowly grown more and more. I do less video and editing now than I used to. It's more probably social and obviously a lot of writing. And, you know, very fortunately that with Georgia, as big of a program as it is, as successful as it is, there's a lot to write about out there. And so, you know, very lucky that I sort of fell into the job that I have with Dog Nation. And I do admittedly owe a lot of it to my time here at the Red and Black just because meeting those people helped open so many different doors for me in, in terms of, you know, ultimately getting in there and and making those inroads that I was able to make but I wouldn't have been able to do that without the people that I had first met here at the Red and Black as a college student. You mentioned that you always knew or you knew at least prior to getting to the Red and Black that you wanted to go into sports journalism. During those hard times, during the freelancing, during the SEC country getting shut down, was there any ever any ever a time where you considered maybe getting out of the industry? No, uh you know, I I in 2020, when the pandemic first hit and there was another wave of, you know, sort of sports layoffs around the industry, you sort of wonder, all right, well, what do I have a backup plan if I do end up going under? And I sort of just decided I'd go into teaching uh, if that ended up ever happening. And very fortunately, it hasn't. Um, you know, I, I've worked with a bunch of people in this business now, and odds are you're probably going to get laid off at some point. That's just the reality of, of working in sports. But uh, you, you got to be wired differently to do this job, especially, I think, to do it well. And, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Heat, the the Robert De Niro, Al Pacino movie. And there's a scene where they're interacting at the diner. And this is not a regular type life job. And I don't want to do much else. And so as long as someone's going to keep paying me to, to cover sports in any meaningful way, I'm going to keep doing it because, you know, as, you know, as frustrating as it can be sometimes when you're having to write a story about a guy that committed on Thanksgiving Day, there's to me nothing better than you know getting a chance to whether it be in Sanford Stadium or at the national championship game just sit down watch football for three hours and then go write about it afterwards so speaking of that passion um what's a time where you felt like truly fulfilled in your job what's that highlight of your career Uh, that, that is a really hard question to answer I'll say um that first national championship game uh where Georgia beats Alabama uh you know 
obviously a lot of the post game stuff was on Zoom, so it wasn't quite the same, you know, experience of getting to to see a celebratory locker room. But uh, you know, being there in Indianapolis, getting to cover it, uh, getting a bunch of like flooded texts after that game of oh my god, I can't believe Georgia did it because when, when you cover when you cover Georgia long enough, even though I am an alumni here, you know, I've never I would never say I, I've been a Georgia fan. I would say you know that got beaten out of me pretty quickly. Um, but just to see, you know, Georgia win that game and especially it was just, it's a great game to write about. Uh, you know, there were a lot of really interesting stories there where I felt like I could really dig in and tell those well. And and then just, you know, all the friends and stuff. Uh, I made a a bet with one of my buddies earlier in November of that year, in in November of, I guess, November of 2021. Yeah. That if Georgia won a national championship, we'd get matching tattoos because, you know, we were in the same dorm freshman year and I may have been a little intoxicated when I had said it at the time. And within five minutes of the game ending, I get a text from him. He's like, when are we going to get our tattoos? And naturally we got it done before the start of this season. And I'm going to have to go get another tattoo now that Georgia's gone back to back in it. But, you know, I I just think that night was really special to see Georgia do it obviously meant a lot. And and then, you know, because of it meant so much to so many other people and then getting to write about that and what that meant to so many different other people, you know, both players and coaches on the team, but fans in general, I think was a really cool experience that I'm glad that I got to have. You've gotten to go to a lot of cool places in your job, Los Angeles, Indianapolis. Do you have a favorite? Athens is also an acceptable answer. (sighs) Favorite place I've covered a game. I love covering a game in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I lived there for, I think, five first five years out of college uh great city mercedes-benz is a great stadium and compared to sofi stadium where i was for the national championship game a few weeks ago uh mercedes-benz i think blows that stadium out of the water and i I always enjoy covering a game there i think atlanta really feels like home to me and so it's nice to get to cover a home game there Uh, i will note the one thing that i haven't really done that i want to is cover a game at the rose bowl uh in in 2018 i was or i guess 2017 the 2018 rose bowl I was actually here covering it in Athens from that sort of angle for SEC country, uh, but I very much hope that Georgia finds themselves in the Rose Bowl next year because one of the things that I've sort of I, I've told friends and they ask, oh, you know, is it worth it to go to the national championship game and whatnot? It's expensive. It can be thrown together last minute. I always say yes. Like find a way to go if you have the finances to pay for it and you're able to do it, go because one, you don't know when you're going to be back, and two, it's just such an awesome experience. And so I would say if Georgia finds themselves playing in the Rose Bowl next year, I know that a national championship would be cool to watch them and potentially do a three-peat would be a lot of fun. But I, the Rose Bowl, that's something that even as a, a as someone who's gotten to do a lot, very fortunately, I think that's something that you absolutely have to try and check off. Um, thank you for talking with me. Where can people find all your content and coverage? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at KConorRiley. I spell Connor the correct way, C-O-N-N-O-R. Um, you know, I'll be at Dog Nation, obviously, Football 365 there, and we'll continue to cover Georgia's all it sort of unfolds. You know, the national championship was this past month, and I get asked a lot, does that ever slow down? And I can point to the last month and say pretty firmly, no, it doesn't. So Georgia football is a 365 passion of mine, and there's plenty to write about each and every day. Thank you for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me on.